Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound. JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones. Seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hi, Donald. Holy cow. Did you Peloton? I did, and it's like euphoric right now. I oh know you feel gosh. good, right? It feels good, but it's also like scary. Like when you, pu- I push my body, man. I got my heart rate up to 180 something. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you have a heart rate monitor? Oh, you have an oh, Apple yeah. Watch? I have the heart rate monitor. And I got my heart rate up to 180 something. And I was like, how long can I sustain this? And I did it for like two minutes. Good. You feel good, right? Excuse me. My body's making noises. <laughs> creaking. It's like, it's not just creaking, like gas is coming out of me. Like all <laughs> things are happening with my body. Yeah. Because of this, because of Peloton. So who'd you, who'd you use, Cody or uh, somebody else? Who do you think I use, Zach? You're very loyal to Cody. Because he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get me there, make me laugh, yeah, he but makes me work laugh. really, 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 really hard. I was you thinking I mean? one of the cool things about a trainer that makes you laugh is that you forget that you're doing what you're doing. No, I know like, what I'm. I know what the fuck I'm doing. The whole idea <laughs> of spinning, the whole like, the whole idea of spinning that I like is that you kind of. It's kind of like dancing. You get lost in the music and you're pedaling as fast as you can, but you can kind of, even though sometimes it's really hard, you can kind of get lost in it a little bit. It's like a new idea, a way of exercising for me because I'm not like a guy who's doing like aerobics classes to and dance classes to music. And then all of a sudden, this guy's making me laugh. Like literally, when are you? When is someone like doing jokes and making you laugh on the bike? That's that's like a whole new way to exercise. <laughs> yeah, because well, you look forward to it. 
And sometimes, and, and, and Cody, you know, sometimes he gets really serious on rides and he doesn't necessarily, uh, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't joke around and you sit there. It's like when Eddie Murphy said, you know, I did that record where I'm sitting at the piano and everybody's like, oh, I wonder when he's going to fart. And I'm like, yeah, well, am I going to fart? You know what I mean? It's like, you're waiting for Cody to tell the joke. And if he doesn't, it's not necessarily disappointing because he's a really good motivator. Like I've learned that there's a lot of people on this planet that can motivate a group of people to do things right. Yeah. Bill Belichick is one of them. He's done it for a really long time. You know, uh, Pat Riley is one of them. Phil Jackson is one of them. Uh, Doc Rivers is one of them. There are a bunch of coaches that can do that. You know, that just have this ability to make it so that you just want to run through walls for them. It's a coach that does this usually. It's in football, basketball, usually in sports. When you find a trainer that can do that, because usually you're paying the trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And you're giving the trainer money. And the trainer's like, you know, uh, you do this, do this. And you're doing it because you're like, I'm paying you, so I need to go as hard as I, as I possibly can go. Now, if you say, I'm paying you, but the trainer's also getting you to go even harder than you want to go, that's a great trainer. And Cody does mm -hmm. that. And yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. He does that. I've never, I, looking at my heart rate and seeing it at 185, I, I usually would be like, I quit. Fuck it. This is too yeah. high. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I was like, fuck it. Let's see how far we can go. I Let's go. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to die on the bike? I got to tell you that uh, it's like an antidepressant, uh, the endorphins I'm getting off this bike. I, I like yesterday, I was like kind of skipping around. I just had such a pep in my step because I, uh, cause I, cause I've been spinning uh, every day this week. Hey, um, welcome to all our listeners. Hi, everybody. We, uh, we missed you. Donald, didn't we miss them? I always miss them. Hi, Joel. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joel. Hi, Daniel. How are you guys? How's it going, guys? Spectacular. It's a great day. Hi, guys. Hi, Joel. Why do you seem melancholic? Uh, moving is very stressful. I move in two days, oh. and I didn't bother to take off work because we just got back to work, and so everybody needs something. It is There's just a lot of things on my plate, and I'm just trying to keep it all moving in a good direction. You're feeling overwhelmed, but can't you just focus on how excited you are to move into your new townhouse? I am so effing excited and, and you're gonna have I, a bed is it gonna is it like is it like is it like um full house everywhere you is that full house <laughs> everywhere yeah. you go but they lived in a townhouse right in san francisco yeah somebody who needs you you lost out there and you're all alone a light is waiting to carry you home. So, Joel, when you're Everywhere feeling overwhelmed, you, you just have to focus on uh, how excited you are to have a, a new house. Yes, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. And I'm trying to put all that positive energy forward. But, you know, things still got to get edited and put in the bin and sent to people on time. And so, you know. It's a mix of feelings. It's a lot of emotions. Donald's still singing to score this. I was whole trying segment. to score your story. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got to tell you guys and you listeners, I watched the best movie I saw this year last night. What'd you see? And I think it's not it's not enough on the radar. Everybody needs to know about this what movie. movie Everybody are needs you to talking see it. About? You're not going to watch it, but these two will, mm -hmm. and our listeners might. It's called um, Sound of Metal. Oh, so hmm. good. Uh, Riz Ahmed, right? Joel, is my oh, saying his yes. name right? Uh -huh. you are. It's about, without any spoilers, because um, oh. it would be in the trailer. Oh, it's the dude from Star Wars, right? Yes. 
Oh yeah, Donald will know him by his character uh, in Bodhi. Star Wars. Bodhi from Star Wars. The well, Bodhi from Star Rogue Wars One. is Rogue One. Bodhi from Star Wars is an amazing actor. He's a freaking. You, you probably never saw Night of, which was like one of dude, the dude. Of course, I've seen Night of. I saw him turn from sucker to freaking hard ass man. That dude is amazing. Are you kidding anyway, me? Anyway, he's a wonderful actor, and he'll probably, I'm sure, he'll be nominated and maybe win for best actor this year. Um, I really, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. Everybody, it's on Amazon. Um, you can watch it now. They sent us a screener, and we were about to watch the screener, and then realized it's already out. I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, it's an an indie. It, it's it's it has a, a slow pace to it, so you have to be patient with it. But uh, he and the actress who plays his love interest give two of the finest performances I've seen. I think her name is Olivia Cook, and uh, she's a wonderful actress. I got to tell you, man, this Riz Ahmed, Donald will know him as Bodhi the pilot. He is an extraordinary actor. Dude, he's phenomenal. Listen, look, they showed uh, when he was auditioning for Rogue One, Gareth Edwards recently, through Lucasfilm, and they released the auditions, and he wasn't in town when he auditioned for Bodhi, but, so he sent in a self-tape. And this is probably one of the dopest self-tapes I've ever seen in my life. You know? Really? And the guy does... And, and so... Gareth gives Riz uh, his email, and so uh, once Riz gets the email, he keeps sending him audition after audition, different hmm. ways that oh, this really? character could be played. Yeah, that That's the character cool. could be played, and uh, and 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 then finally Gareth was like, "Dude, come on, man! All right, fine. That's enough. You got the job. It's yours." Oh, I should do that. <laughs> it's, it's yours. <laughs> well, if they give you the email. They're giving you license if they it's give funny. you email. I'm up for a part right now that I really want, and uh, I know that the writer uh, really wants me for it. I, I feel like I should be hotboxing the director with emails. You have the email <laughs> for the director? Uh, oh, I can get anything, Donald. I'm connected oh. up in this bitch. Okay, so you should go yourself. I mean, it's one way to do it. Do you know the story of empty chairs and empty tables being a cappella in the Les Mis movie? No. Well, that actor... Eddie Redmayne um, doesn't have a, a, anyone to play piano him. He's on location. He's making a movie somewhere. So he just sings a cappella, empty chairs with empty tables. And the director loved it so much that he kept it that way in the movie. That's Aww. awesome. And that was cool. Anyway, he's pretty, he's, we he's digress. really good in that movie. I'm he telling won you. Oscar, he won the Oscar for that one and the one for playing uh, the super dope scientist. Anyway, I'm going to call it right now, kids. Ready? Riz Ahmed is the current front runner for uh, best actor in a film, in my mind. When I've seen a bunch of movies. So I'm telling you, get in early on this. When is the, When are the Oscars? Um, they usually happen in like April, right, Joelle, these days? Uh, I thought the Oscars were February. Let me see. I don't know. Oscars, oh, yeah. oh, no, you're right. You're, I bow down to your superior knowledge. Sunday, April 25th, 2021. There you go. Okay. I guess they'll do them probably like, remember when Jimmy Kimmel hosted the, what was it? The last awards show that he, the Emmys or something, he hosted something mm -hmm. and they did it in a really weird COVID way. I'm assuming they'll do it that way. So this is right. This is right around the time when the good movies are going to start coming out then, right? Uh, I think everything for 2020 has been out already. I mean, you'll get some screeners. The weird thing about getting screeners, award screeners this year is that they, everything's pretty much been on TV. 
But I always thought the movies came out like right around now. Like this is the time where you drop your movie if you want it to be or no, it's about no, you to gotta come do out. It, you got to do it in December. The, to qualify, oh, to qualify, I believe you have to do a week of theatrical uh, in a theater. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. It, within because, within the calendar year. Okay, well here's a, here's here, well one. How do we do that this year? Two. Well, because they were just putting movies out, like you know, even if you, you drop your movie and ninety nine percent of people are going to see it streaming, you still did one week somewhere. It could be in Duluth. It doesn't matter. You just have to like be in a theater for a week. Got it. Are you going to watch the movie? I just want to know if you're if there's even a cell in your. What if I told you that he like makes a Star Wars reference in the middle <laughs> of the movie? Well, one, you're lying to me, so that's not... There's a really cool moment, like, three quarters of the way through the movie where there's, like, this fantasy sequence where they're, like, pretending they're in Star Wars. Can you watch it? <laughs> Joel, is your brother helping you pack, or is are you doing all the hard work? My brother and a roommate are very good packers. They are consistently helpful. Uh, I have a bad back, which means I can't lift anything over. Oh. <laughs> so you can't do anything. Yes. I really, I'm totally Joelle, so they, I love they your took the couch down yesterday that we're throwing out. So I would, I would be very lost without them. <laughs> By the way, I got to say, Los Angeles gets a lot of shit. And granted, even there's more COVID than oxygen molecules currently. But today is a beautiful day, and this week it's going to be 84. Wow. So, Aww. you know, for all the shit the city gets, and uh, we're clearly not that well run currently, but I do have to say it's a beautiful place to live in, in, uh, in January. It's going to be 84 and sunny. I'm really I'm, – I, I don't know what to do. I know I'm going to take the kids out. Take them we've golfing been going, this week, man. Well, we've been doing we, – we do that anyway. We've been doing that. We've been playing basketball. Like, we've been – going out as a family you can swim them at my house by the way i'm gonna be out of town this weekend if you want to if you want to run them at my pool that would be great we will take you up on that especially if it's 80 something degrees remind me to turn the pool on or they'll be screaming (laughs) 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 all right let's start this fucking show donald let's get into it let's talk about the tv show scrubs five six seven eight about a show we made about a bunch of Nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, Here's the stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our scrubs. We watch show with Zach and Dono. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be so upset at me. Why? You didn't do a, you didn't do a recap. I did a, I did not do a recap. Okay. I kind of did a recap. Poor graph guy. What does he do? What does graph guy do if he doesn't have a, a time? I have like zero. A, I know, I have he puts a, a zero of, in there. I have a bit of a recap, actually, but it's not a recap. It's just like scribbled thoughts on. Oh, so you never got paper. around to you never got around to recapping, huh? No, because listen, I made uh, lunch today for the kids. You're gonna love this one. I made a uh, carne asada mm-hmm. with uh, some Spanish rice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the vegetable was. A nice uh, spinach, mm-hmm. but not too slimy. Did they appreciate and wet. it? That sounds like a nice meal. Do they appreciate they it? They're ate, like, we just want PB and J. You're a dick. They ate all of it. It was very nice. It was like one of those moments in my life where I put the work into it and it worked out. So it was one of those moments in my life where I enjoyed my kids. You know, this, it was a great. Well, you know, it's rare that your kids eat your food. 
they'll pick at it, they'll nibble at it, and you'll sit there and you'll be like, you eat that shit, and then eventually you finally throw it out and give them the damn ice cream that they're asking for. What's the what's a what's a non what's a meal that they enjoy that's not dessert that they'll really devour? Chicken fingers? I thought that's what no, everyone gives their chicken kids. Fing- chicken fingers used to be the jam, but now it's not. Now it's like, you know, mac and cheese. However, I did, you know, uh, I did, you know, a, a quesadilla. Uh, that always works. Uh, you know what's, what, what, they, pizza, what they really right? like? Every kid Ob- loves pizza. Well, avocado toast. Oh. That works out every now and then, you know. Um, uh it's 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 really difficult to get them to eat fruit unless it's like a apple or uh, you know my 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 daughter doesn't like oranges but she likes little cuties you know oh I little, love a cutie uh, right you know what I mean um, it's that's that's the it's it's tough man because and and you don't have and and once you get a lot of it that's when they don't like it anymore you know you 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 purchase so you notice oh shit they he really loved the steak tonight and so. The next couple of meals, not next couple of meals, but you like try and introduce steak, you know, maybe four meals later. And they're like, I don't want that shit. And you're like, well, you know, he doesn't say I don't want that shit, but he's like, I don't want it. And you're like, well, you ate it, you know, four days ago. Mm-hmm. And like, that it's was four days ago. Kids, My taste man. buds have changed. I gotta tell you, Your I taste buds have changed in four not, days. I don't feel a lot of positivity about these, this whole kid thing. Dude, I'm not trying they to move talk into you your house. They move into your house. This is the they, conflict they, you want. They act like dicks. It's the Empire Strikes Back. It's the they're conflict s- you want. They're so ungrateful. They're expensive. It's the conflict you want, but never knew you wanted. It's that I'm telling you, man. You love it. You. I love just want to say. I just want to represent on behalf of the listeners who may be on the fence about having children. I don't think that you're a walking advertisement for loving it. Nobody <laughs> wants Stepford or Children of the Corn Kids. I'm telling you right now. You don't want that. I'm telling you right now, you want some type of character in your kids. You don't want the perfect child that just does whatever you want them to do. I know. I just, I'm just worried. To be honest, that I'm just gonna. I'm just. This is my candid take: is that you put all this work into it, and then once they can talk, they're kind of like ungrateful and mean. No, just anger is an easy emotion, man. Like you know. I know, but like then move out. I'm sorry. They're kids, man. <laughs> They're kids. Just, I know. I'm obviously It's the kidding. whole premise. Listen, it's the whole premise of the dark side of the force is being a kid. You think I'm joking, but like. I just it, wonder if you ever. You really how can't long connect you can possibly to it. go without thinking about Star Wars. Like, what's the longest you've ever gone? Well, you're asking me about why kids get so angry and stuff like that. It's an easy emotion for them. And they're young and they're not wise and don't know how to control their anger and the best way to explain that to, you know, uh, for for me to exp- for, for me to understand it growing up was Star Wars. The reason why it's so easy to go to the dark side to become powerful from the dark side is because you're fe- fueling your anger. That's why I talk about it so much. It's part of my life. Damn. When you guys, dude, you're recording- a hater. You be hating sometimes, man. When are you guys, right, record- Joel? Joel, he be hating sometimes. Keep it 100. Get involved, Joel. He's well, talking about Star Wars. To this episode. He's like putting bubble wrap around <laughs> things. Come on. Joel no. got a bad back. Joel, she ain't putting no hate. Joel, she ain't putting Joel, no- Joel's like, like- Joel's zoned out. She's got her like mic on mute, wrapping shit in bubble wrap. <laughs> Leave her alone. Here, I promise. <laughs> She's stressed out. <laughs> All right, let's get, Xanax, get into the recap. Joel. Take let's get Xanax, into the recap. Joel. It'll, it'll, let's get into the recap. Man.
All right, listen. Let's get into your non-written recap. Are you gonna like? Uh, are you gonna like free free flow it? Free, what do you call that when you when you when you freestyle? Are you gonna freestyle? freestyle. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it off the top. It's gonna right, be off go the top. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ready? Put a Here beat we go. Down. Go ahead. Dr. Cox and Dr. Kelso are like an old married couple. Tara Reed's back, yeah. and she's looking prettier and prettier as ever. She Is that hot. right? Did yeah. I say it right? Those yeah, eyes did. are so blue. Carla's freaking out about the wedding. JD wants what he can't have. Mm. Victory can be snatched from you at the last moment. It's very interesting. The grass is also always greener on the other side. This was that's what this episode was about. This episode was about what's on the other side. And you everybody has FOMO, but when you get it finally, at the end of the day, the grass isn't greener. If anything, it's maybe a little less green or if not worse. Be happy with what you got, people. You like what you, you you get what you get, and you don't get upset. That's how it goes. All right. Well, listen. On behalf of all of our listeners, I think it's better when you pre-write them and plan them out a little bit. I had shit to do. I'm sorry, people. You had to feed my your kids, kids. Had to eat today. All right. Listen. I and I think this is a great conversation for all four of us. So, Daniel, pay attention. Joelle, put down Daniel's, the wrap. Right. Thank you. I'm here. Let's Everybody, do this. focus. But you know I I'm right. What I'm on the, the theme right of track. this episode. One of the the things I took from this episode. We're talking about uh, episode. What are we on here, Joel? Three twenty. Twenty. Three twenty. Okay, guys. By the way, we're getting to the end of the third season, so um, you know this Uh-oh. shit's going by real quick. We're gonna have to find another show to to watch. Maybe it'll be The Office. <laughs> How funny would that be if we did an Office rewatch podcast? We should do that shit. Oh my god. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny when we run out of episodes? We switch to the office. The office, that'd be hilarious. Because I've actually never seen the office all the way through. I think it'd be funny. You guys to make up behind the or scenes friends, like we pick another popular show and we just do a rewatch of that show. <laughs> Down. Friends is hilarious, dude. I've actually there never ain't no seen... black people on Friends. I'd be like, <laughs> except Alicia have... Tyler in season six. And, and, and Gabby. I've never Union. seen. I think Gabrielle Union is in like one episode. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So if you were to wa- re- do a rewatch podcast of a of a very popular sitcom would it be seinfeld friends or the office Ooh, it would probably be the office donald you go first i think we should do the office no 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 (laughs) disrespect i don't know man i don't know if i like the office it was very funny it's a lot of seasons also um friends is the most popular one yeah that's true and there's i mean martin in terms yeah, of, be, in terms right, of, in like, terms thank you, thank you, Joel. That would be a good no, one. I'm Have you ever watched wanna, Martin? No, Have you ever watched Martin? No, dude. No, I remember like Gina, and I remember him getting in trouble because she hated him. That's all I remember. No, Gina is his, it was his girl. No, the actress in real life like abhorred him. Right, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this, but I want that tea. What? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about shit. right now? Oh yeah, she did not like him. What? So t- that's amazing. Hold Gina did not Cam- like Martin. Tisha Campbell did not like Martin Lawrence. No, you can Google it. They, she like hated him. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure. Joel, please double check. Yeah, I'm on it. Um. Anyway, can we talk how do I second? not know this? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um. So anyway, one of the main themes of this episode is JD wanting something he can't have. There's a great Groucho Marx quote: "I would never want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member." Mm. 
And um, I think JD, the character, and many humans we all know, and to all of us and to some extent, long for what we can't have. And then when we get it, are like, uh, I don't know that I wanted this. And I wondered if you guys had any dating experience in your lives where you really, really, really lusted or longed for someone and then finally won them over. And then once you got them, we're like, oh, I didn't want this as bad as I said I did. No. The only person that I've ever worked really hard for in my life was Casey Cobb. Like, I worked my ass off to get her. Like, mm-hmm. I met her and there was that energy. But you were and... premature by then. I'm talking about, it's kind of an immature thing. Like, you, do, right. do, you have, do you have any memories when you were younger of, like, Working so hard to get a girl and like doing pulling out all the stops, and then she finally think, is into you, and you're like, "Meh." I no. guess that's a no. Daddle, Joel, no. have you ever been through that experience on on either side of it? Uh, I you know I have kind of a unique dating history because basically you know up until last year and ten years before it, I wasn't dating at all while I was on the road. I had pretty much like just decided to skirt that whole part of my life to uh, avoid the whole. Leaving like someone at home while I'm on the road. Were you not you hooking up with ladies? You weren't even hooking well, up or hanging out. I mean, there was, of course, you know, there was a, the occasional hookup and stuff like that. But I mean, in terms of like real lasting relationships where you get to know a person enough to even have that thought of like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I, uh, I, I basically only started, you know, really seriously dating like that last year. Mm. So I'm, I apologize for not having a, a good story for this moment. <laughs> No, you don't have to have a story. I'm more interested in the fact that you were celibate for 10 years. But I... <laughs> well... <laughs> I thought the sole reason to be a DJ was to... Uh, <laughs> Go to mad, big-ass parties. Invite, invite girls to the DJ booth. I, I, pour them Ciroc. I didn't want to have a girlfriend waiting at home, so that temptation wasn't something I had to avoid. That's a very mature uh, way to look at things. Yeah. I think everybody wants a girlfriend at some point. And you know what, Zach? I probably did say things that were like, you know, but when you look back at it now compared to the things that I did for uh, to get to be with Casey Cobb, nothing compares to that. You know what Mm. I mean? I I remember so happy it worked out. I remember a young gal at, at Northwestern that I was really into and I really pursued her and 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 tried to court her. And she was not interested, not interested. And then she finally was interested. And I, I remember, I think like JD, I was like, oh, now I'm scared. I don't know what it was about. It was very immature. I mean, I, oh, I admit that. Oh, I can speak to that for sure. Of being like, listen, sometimes you think a person is just so like, you're like, like I tend to fall for people where I'm like, what is this? Per- I've never seen this like personality type before. Like, it's so unique to me. It's so different and interesting. Like that's what really attracts me. And then sometimes you get up close and you're like, oh, that's a sociopath. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> supposed to be with that person. Right. Or, you know, or you're just like what was initially exciting is like, I don't, this is laborious. I don't want that in a relationship. It's like I, interesting to be around that person, but not I like it, I want to beat I, that. I think in my case, in hindsight, I was, why are you raising your hand? I have a question. I don't want to interrupt anybody. Oh, you're so you're sweet. so sweet. <laughs> do you want to ask it now or do you want me to continue my thought? 
Yeah, what's a sociopath? I know what a, I I know, I kind of know what it is. Someone with no it? conscience, right? Someone 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 who has is? someone who has who has no uh, because, conscience for their actions, right, Dan? Not socio- a... Sociopaths are usually murderers and stuff like that, aren't they? Uh, they can be, but it's not like specifically like all sociopaths have the desire to murder. If you have no conscience, there's like a good chance that you are comfortable with taking a life, uh, but not yeah. necessarily. It's like you, you don't, it's you, you, don't you, you can do horrible yeah. things and it's not keeping you up at night. Right. Yeah. That's scary um, as fuck. Dude. But I wanted Holy to say, shit. well, I think with hindsight, I look back and I was, I think I was scared. I, I, mm. I never thought she would like me. And then she finally began to be interested. And I think I, young me kind of panicked. Like, mm. I, I don't even know if I'd, I don't know. I don't know what the hell was going on. It was a, it was a weird it was a weird thing. I look back on it and go, why did I panic and like sprint away? But anyway, it made me think of that because that's what JD's doing. He's clearly in love with Elliot. Clearly. And he Elliot Sean has packed up all his things. He's moving in with Elliot and and JD, you know, has a scene that I think a lot of people uh, who love the show know well where he goes, "It should have been me." And she turns around and she says, "What?" And he goes, Elliot, if I had a chance to be with anyone else or just be on the couch eating pizza, watching a movie with you, I would always choose you. And it really gets in her head. And Sean comes over and he's packed up his U-Haul and he's got everything and he's ready to move in. And she's like, I can't do this. She comes to JD's house, the apartment, and she's got a pizza and she falls into his arms and she says, let's do this. And JD ends with him internally screaming and going, I can't do this. This is what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago when I said this is the moment when she has sex with him that Elliot knows I want to be with JD for the rest of my life, but it's not time yet. He's not ready. I'm not ready. And then, so Sean shows up and they, she's back with Sean and she's going to play house with this guy knowing that this is the end game. But JD throws a monkey wrench in that. JD's like, okay, if that, I don't give a shit if that's the end game. I know there's something right now. I want to explore that. And he throws the monkey wrench by saying, you know, I feel for you. Mm. And that, that makes her go crazy inside. And she decides, you know what? Maybe he is ready. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I misjudged. Maybe I misjudged this. Maybe it's time to break it off with Sean. And she does. And brow. JD's not ready anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're both playing some pretty fucked up mind games with each other, you know? Yeah, but don't you feel like they know? Like, this isn't a will-they-won't-they situation. This is a, they're gonna. You kind of know they are. You know what I mean? Like, there's gonna be a happy ending. It's funny you say that, because there's a really funny moment where where the janitor says, I mean, come on, it's not like you guys are Ross and Rachel. Who's and Ross JD, and Rachel? And JD goes, who? And he and he goes and he points to two Asian people who have the exact hair of Ross and Rachel. And he goes, uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Ross and Rachel from bookkeeping. And they have the exact <laughs> same hairstyle as the as Ross and Rachel, but they're Asian. Uh that was funny. Yeah. I love that. That was the first time uh Scrubs is well, other than the that's the first time they've ever made an homage to Prince, right? Also, the apartment that Sean and Elliot almost move into is the same layout as Monica's apartment in Friends. Now, I don't what? know Monica's apartment in Friends, but apparently what? it's the exact same layout. Yeah, did you know that? Monica's apartment in Friends is freaking huge, man. There's... Really? No, I think they mean the bedroom. I'm assuming they mean the bedroom. I don't know. 
that thing is huge. Because I know Monica's apartment by heart. That thing is huge. That doesn't exist maybe they in met, New York. Maybe they, that apartment I doesn't know. exist in New York. Yeah. Well, it does, but it's probably $20 million. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> right. Did, didn't they? I didn't watch Friends, but did, didn't they justify it like she inherited it or something? They had to justify why she had this giant apartment. But then how did, how did, how did her brother's best friend from college have the apartment across the hall from her, though? And why was that not? Why did that one not have anywhere near the same style as the other one? Because they were the alley facing apartment in the back. This is a street facing apartment with the view. It was her grandma's apartment. She handed it down, so it was rent controlled. Oh, and but then how did Ross? That apartment apartment is not rent controlled. How did Chandler (laughs) and Joey? How did Chandler and Joey get the apartment? next right across the hall from them then if that's the i case. think what happened is grandma had been in the building for a long time ross and chandler moved in there and then when ross moved out later joey moved in and took over we'll talk spot. about all we this should freaking our, do this our, on our friends podcast let's save this for our friends rewatch podcast <laughs> by the way that's a funny idea i was i was day i was daydreaming when we get through all nine seasons that we would like do movies or or, or pivot to something else but i actually think it's funny if we keep reviewing other shows <laughs> <laughs> the office would be the most funny just because there's an office podcast they'll be done before us i assume and we'll just follow in their footsteps but, just um, do it all over again. Yeah, well, with our with our with our version of it, right? That's um, all right. We need to take a break, everybody. And I have to pee. I have to urinate. I have to drain. Okay, that's enough. That's I enough. have to drain my swamp. That's we'll right enough. Drain we'll be right back. Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days, even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud 
following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. And we're back. Yeah, go, 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 Turk and JD play chess. No, we've never played chess before, but that was fucking funny as shit. Now, so there's the sequence to remind you if you didn't watch it, where, where that ends with everyone saying every another person's name. They're like Turk, JD, and everyone's kind of calling each other. I read on Scrubs Wiki that it's an homage to a moment in the Rocky Hard Picture Show, but I've never seen the Rocky Hard Picture Show, so I don't know. But um, that was funny when everyone's calling each other name. And then it climaxes with with Turk saying, checkmate. And JD screams and throws the check to the chessboard. Yeah, well, there's also the whisper conversation where that's Danny hears funny. like a bat. Yeah. Whales and bats. Because we're talking about who has sonar. Yeah. Well, that's where you, that's right after that is where you break up the. Yeah, bats and whales, bats and whales. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I like the tempo of that, like choo, 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 choo. everyone very like, fast, very clever. And, Tara's uh, really she's on point in this episode, man. And very she looks funny, beautiful. Man. She looks beautiful. Look beautiful. She looks buxom. Point. She's buxom. Yeah. Is that what it is? Well, she's beautiful, but she's also buxom. <laughs> Her doing yoga was very funny. My Namaste. father used to take two terms, like if you said beautiful and buxom, he'd go beautiful and buxom, attorneys at law. <laughs> <laughs> And like, no matter if anyone says two random words together, he would then take those two yeah. words and say attorney's law. And it was the stupidest dad joke, but I laughed every time. I'm going to steal that. Rest in peace, Harold. My dad uh, would love this podcast. He would be, he would be one, of the, one of the people listening uh, every week. Do you think he would write in to Joel? Oh, yeah. He would definitely. Oh, my God. I'm not sure he'd, I'm not sure he'd be able to figure out how to write in to Joel, but he would try. <laughs> <laughs> my dad awesome. used to my dad used to call me like once a month and be like, "Hey, I need more I need more signed headshots." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Dad, I'd be like, Dad, there is no one in New Jersey that does not have a signed headshot. <laughs> I've done the state. The state is covered." <laughs> and he'd be like, "No, no, no. I met the most lovely because he was the most gregarious, friendly guy. I'd be like, no, I met the most wonderful couple at the car wash, and of course, I told them, and uh, they I." <laughs> And I, I said, uh, I said, Dad, look, I'm, I'm gonna sign these things, but I'm not gonna write messages to them all because, like, I have, I have like other things to do. I, this is not like my full time job is not making sure everyone in New Jersey has a signed headshot with a message. And he goes, No, no, you have to write the message. I go, Dad, here's the thing. I'm gonna sign them, and I'm gonna send you the sharpie, and you can write whatever message you want. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not doing that. I go, Well, then I'm not doing it either. Okay, send me the sharpie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
Did you ever hear? Did you ever see what he wrote? Did he? Ever no, tell God you? knows what he wrote in my name. But I, I, I <laughs> knowing my father, they were probably very long-winded and beautiful. <laughs> oh my God, probably, if you have a signed photo from Zach's dad, please write it. If you have a signed photo, if you have a signed photo from me that was given to you by my father, it is my signature. But the very long message that's neatly printed <laughs> is probably not for me. <laughs> Um, all right, what else, Donald? Let's talk about some of this funny shit. Richard Kind is back. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. He has one of the best turns in the history of turns. With the curtain? The curtain. <laughs> He's like, I want to know everything about me. And there's nothing you can say to make me change my mind. Oh, it turns out insurance won't pay for this. Good day, sir. <laughs> he closes the curtain. They must be frantically changing him behind the curtain. Because, <laughs> because when the curtain whips open, he's already got his street already dressed and he's <laughs> My God. There's nothing that man can say that doesn't make me laugh. I just oh think he's so funny. Dude, what was hilarious is that Casey wandered into the room and that scene happened and she goes, Oh, that guy's really funny. And then walks he's right funny. out. He's, he's one of so these people. Funny. He's one of these people, like Will Ferrell is another example, where you just start giggling when you look at them. Like, you know right. you know they're going to say something that's going to make you giggle. Right. I remember I remember seeing the Anchorman trailer in a movie theater, and Will Ferrell came up with his look in Anchorman, and the whole audience just started laughing. Right. He, hadn't, he hadn't said a word yet. I mean, obviously, the costume and look was funny, but he hadn't said a word yet, and everyone was... And yeah. So there's certain people that have that. Richard Kind has that. You look at him, and you just start... You already are primed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny man i love that so man. we good. really got to have him on joel are you working on richard kind i think he's one more episode i'm not sure maybe well two. joel will you will you um bill bill lawrence probably has a contact for him but i'd love to have him on and talk about lots of things how about yeah, definitely how about mm -hmm. the kid with the grown man voice richard wells yeah, we should say that this episode is directed by Richard Wells, who was our first assistant director, our one of our, our best first assistant directors in the whole run of the show. Great man. He was our first first assistant director. Yes. For those of you who aren't uh, in the business, the first assistant director is the is the crew member who's kind of like a stage manager in theater. He's he's calling out, okay, you know, is the, the loud voice that's organizing everything and telling everyone we got to go and here we go and you go he's over the there. He's the bad sort of, guy. He also has to be the bad guy. He's the, he's the traffic cop, if you will. Uh, it's a very hard job, a very stressful job. They stereotypically die early because of the amount of stress. Oof. No, I know that because they're, they're members of the same guild I'm in and, and the DGA... I don't know. Rumor has it we have great insurance because first ADs are so stressed and, and they die early. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's Gosh. true. Anyway, it's a very stressful job, and Richard Wells was very good at it. And um, this is his first episode actually directing the show, and he has a very deep voice. And so he's the voice of the child that, that uh, has a deep voice in this episode. Very funny, too. Now, this is one of... I think the fans' favorite flashbacks in nine years, everybody. Uh, this is the fantasy where Donald and, excuse me, this is the fantasy where Turk and JD drive five hours to see Michael Jordan play and forget the tickets, and Turk pulls out his hair. Yeah, we went 500 miles because we got the ticket. <laughs> Was I supposed to bring the tickets or the sandwiches? Yeah, and we both hold up the sandwich bags. And then, <laughs> and then I pull, pull out, out my hair. you scream and pull out your, your high top fade. 
And then JD goes to pick up the hair from the floor, and Turk says, yeah. "Leave it on the floor. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it here." It's so funny, man. It's so funny. I love how you're wearing like an off-brand 23 jersey because we couldn't license the Michael Jordan jersey. Well, you know exactly what it is when it's the number 23. I know. It's either Michael Jordan or who? Kobe. No, man. Who else was 23? You only had one. I know. I know. I know who. Wasn't um, um, Magic Johnson 35? No, man. What was Magic Johnson? 32? 30-something. Magic Johnson was 32. All right. Well, Michael Jordan was 23. LeBron James is 23. Kobe Bryant was 8 and 24. Now, why is LeBron taking Jordan's number? Isn't isn't that a weird It was his number since he was a kid. Oh. He always got that number. But he had it as a kid because of Jordan. Right. But he was always the Jordan on the team. Like, LeBron James was always the best player on the team. Here's something I don't know the answer to, and a lot of my non-sports-loving listeners agree. They want to know the answer to this question. A lot of people want to know it right now. How do you get assigned a number as a NBA player? You pick a number. Mm-hmm. You can pick any number. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not taken. Yo, some people, some, yo, some people have numbers, and you know, a star will come to the team and be like, yo, let me get that number. And oh, uh, they have to change the per- their number. And, and, the, and the person who has the number has the opportunity to say no or play me for it. Oh, or, play you know, me for it. Now, do you, um, do you, if you change teams, does your number come with you? That's what I'm saying. If you go to a team, like let's say you were on the Lakers and you were wearing the number five and you go to the, uh, you know, the... Miami Heat, and you and somebody else is wearing the number five, and you're like, "Yo, that's my number." And I'm more famous. I'm the superstar. The person has the opportunity to say, "Get the fuck out of here," or "Play me for it," or oh. you know what I mean. You you know, if I say a famous player, do you know their number? Maybe. Go ahead. Isaiah Washington. Isaiah Washington is an actor. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean. <laughs> You mean Isaiah Thomas? He, he, he I, got it, though. He I got meant it, though. Isaiah Thomas. Sorry, Isaiah Thomas. 11. Oh, good. Um, um, to, uh, to Kembe Matumbo. 55. Dikembe Matumbo. 55. Dikembe Matumbo. Mike Jeminski. I don't know Mike Jeminski. Daryl Dawkins. Oh, shit. I should know this. 42, right? What's Daryl Darryl Dawkins' number? 34. 34. No, 42. Something like that. 34 or 42. To 34 is Charles Barkley. Oh Daryl Dawkins, Dawkins. 53, 45, and 50. Wow. Yeah, I was way numbers. off. Muggsy Malone. No, Muggsy Bogues, you mean? Yeah, Muggsy Bogues. He was the oh, little guy, right? Muggsy yeah. Malone. Was it, wasn't, <laughs> Mom, wasn't he little? Yeah, I think it's he zero. Was. I was zero. Five, three. It's either zero or one. Five, I think you're three. right. I think it's zero. Is he the shortest player to ever be that good? It was one or it was zero? I think it was zero. I'm seeing... One on the Charlotte team. Yeah. Donald. 14. Well, he oh, played with Alonzo Mourning. Right. On one. Charlotte, he played with Alonzo Mourning, number 33. I know Was that. there ever a player that was that short and that good? I think Nate Robinson is, might might be close to that height. Or uh, He's 5'3", you said? No. Nate, Nate Rob's 5'9". Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think so. Spud Webb's 5'7". Spud Webb. 
10? No, 7. 7, 7, 7, 7. Yes, yeah, Spudweb is 5, 7. All right. But is his number 7? 4. <laughs> I'm so way off. All right. Way off. Yeah. Kids, stay away from the weed. Do we, is the is the caller here? <laughs> really stay away from yes. the weed because I don't know right. a basketball player's number? I'm just saying short-term memory he, loss. Uh, your, your fucking uh, special pill you take from memory ain't working on basketball numbers. This is over 20 years ago, dickface. Yeah, I'm just saying... <laughs> Penis breath that maybe you should uh, laugh do you off remember? A do you remember what your history teacher taught you on December ninth? Uh, yeah, she famously uh, said, in, "Donald, in, eat a dick." No, she famously <laughs> said, "She famously said, suck an asshole, Zach." Yeah, you, you know, know what she nothing. said? Chug a bag of dicks. All right, let's bring really? in the call. Is that what she said? Chug yeah. a bag of dicks. I'll never forget, Mrs. Wexstein. She said, "Tell Donald in the future to chug balls." My science teacher told me no to way. stick a stethoscope up your motherfucking ass. Yeah. Is that even no. right? Yeah. Uh, my yeah. geography teacher said, tell Donald. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. My Enough. geography teacher told me to tell Zach, here's a globe, put it up his ass. <laughs> here's a globe. All right. Here's a globe. My geography teacher famously said, here's a globe. All right. Call them in. <laughs> We'll go to uh, break. We'll go to break. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval term apply. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. 
Save now at cedarpoint.com. And we're back. And we're back. back. Gurgle, With gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. You've got the two dudes from the Muppets on your wall. Do you know their right? name, Donald? Do you know their names? The old guys in the balcony. Oh, yeah, you nailed on. it. Wait. <laughs> Wait, listeners, if you're listening, you probably know the names of the two what are the old names, Zach? crotchety men in the box. You know it, you know it, Zach. What are the names, bud? It's something <laughs> like Steinway and Mortimer or something. Ooh, you're close. But you got it wrong. I Dick know. Lick. I, 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 come on, calm down. We have a fucking guest here, asshole. Craig, I don't know, but I know it's something like Mortimer and Steinberg. It's, it's Stadler and Waldorf. Oh, Statler and Waldorf, close. And don't worry, they're they're only judging me. Don't you guys do whatever you got to do. <laughs> now, are you? Um, that's an awesome uh, uh, photograph. He, you guys, he has like a giant Statler and Waldorf photograph on his wall. It, it, it looks like they're like your long lost relatives. Yes. Uh, where did you get that? That's that's cool. I've never seen that. I actually uh, I had it made um, for. I used to own a, a live music venue in Santa Barbara for twenty years, and. Uh, and the idea was to have them. The original idea was to build out their platform and have the actual Muppets sitting there looking down on the stage. That's awesome. But you'd be shocked how hard it is to get uh, those Muppets made. So <laughs> I bypassed <laughs> on that, found this picture, blew it up, and hung it up literally right where they would be sitting, looking down on everything. That's act. cool. That's okay. great. So, yeah. That's cool. That's, That's a clever great. idea. But yeah, to have like Muppets recreated was probably a steep price. Yes, it did. It, it wasn't as uh, affordable as I would have hoped. Yeah. <laughs> were you gonna? Were they gonna be like actual people holding, you know, with their hands up the Muppets' asses, talking for the Muppets? Oh no, 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 no. Just, no, he was just, gonna just, put them like props there. Yeah. Just perch. That That's very awesome. interesting. That's very interesting theater. If you did do that, though, you know what I mean. <laughs> have some guy whose only job it is is to work the puppets right. and, and make snide. That's it. For, right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good That'd gig. Be cool. That'd be cool. Be All right, Craig, gig. are you calling from Santa Barbara? Uh, I actually in Buellton, which is uh, just uh, up 101 from Santa Barbara. But yeah, I've lived in Santa Barbara for about 25 years. That's a beautiful place to live. I uh, love place. it. Just up the freeway for you guys. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, you don't have any of this Hollywood Michigas. All you have is the beach and beautiful weather and happy people. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. <laughs> Donald, it's so beautiful. Santa Barbara. It's so pretty up there. It's so beautiful Gorgeous. there. It's so far. It's far away from from us, though. It's like an no, hour, it's right? It's an hour and a half, right? Yeah, there's really no traffic these days, so come it's on. Not up. that far. It's not that yeah, far. Yeah, but great <laughs> zoo. The zoo is amazing, and it's really interesting that uh, I mean, some people don't like zoos. I guess I shouldn't. You I, know, think you can, I, I think you can. I realized I just stepped in. I stepped in some doo doo when I said that. No, the zoo's there's amazing. People, there's there's, t- there's a fraction of the audience that'll be like, "Fuck Donald and his zoos," but they're not going <laughs> to turn off the podcast. <laughs> But their zoo is amazing, and and you know these animals are, you know, uh, people are they donate a lot of money to the animals and stuff to keep them healthy. How do the animals store the money? Well, they keep it in a little vault. <laughs> is it cryptocurrency? Are they are they hip? <laughs> they donate money to the animals. Yeah, the animals one of the have biggest a problems. Vault. It's a big <laughs> vault. They they the... swim they swim in it actually. The one only the problem biggest... is. Getting the lions out. One of the problems for the Santa Barbara Zoo is how to store all of the money that the animals have saved. Craig, uh, what do you yes. do in Santa Barbara? Uh, well, as of late, not much. Um, right. I was part of the uh, one of the industries that got hit, which was the, the I was a, a touring sound engineer and a tour manager for a lot of bands that went around the globe. And, oh, cool. uh, and of course, that industry has been come to a screeching Any bands home. that we would know about that we could say, wow, we have um, Craig on, he's cool? M- 
Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know the kind of music you guys listen to, and and I'm not really sure. Just solely gangster rap. Go ahead. Uh, exactly, just completely gangster rap. Well, we had a lot of actually gangster rap guys come from the club uh, that I had in Santa Barbara. Like we had most of Wu Tang Clan coming individually, Too Short, and all those guys. It was just a great. Yeah. It kind of launched me into going out and, and touring with bands uh, like Flogging Molly and Frank Turner and uh, Rise Against and stuff like that. Um, Lucero bands all in those nature. Do you um, like life on the road as a as a tour manager? It must be fun. I love right? it. I love it. You just wake up in a different city every day, and and you just kind of put the, especially with sound engineering, where you just kind of get to put the puzzle together, and uh, and uh, and and for all to enjoy. And it's uh, and I remember it was one of those things about about tour managing was like there was a study that was done that said the shorter the distance between what you do and the results of what you do, the happier you tend to be, or people tend to be in general. Mm. And it, huh. it, it definitely held true for me for for sound engineering and doing that kind of stuff because you, I mean, you do it, you see, and I'm sure for you guys acting and performing, you get immediate feedback, you know, well, we only get immediate feedback if we're doing a play. I, I, when you said that, it made me think, it made me think, and Donald can, I'm sure attest because he's done theater too, to, to that experience where it is so gratifying when, when people like the play. Whereas when we do a film, for example, it's a year before we know if anyone loves or hates it. Right. No, um, you, do you have do you have kids? You don't have kids. No, no, no kids. It's yeah, a hard no life for no someone. Wife. I was about to say. I, I was about to say yeah, no wife, no kids. It. It's yeah. It's it's really difficult for a lot of my friends that do it. They have families. It just tears them apart being away from their family. Now, long. when you get into a new venue, the the mm-hmm. um, I've never asked a sound engineer this. The the mixing board in each venue is different, right? So you have Correct. to know a vi- a wide array of 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 mixing boards. Well, yes and no. Um, the, the basic principles of mixing, I'm sure Danielle can, can attest to this, they're all basically the same. But what happened was I was fortunate enough to learn sound engineering on an analog board. And then when it all went to Ooh. digital, uh, what happened was you were able to save your files and then you can show up. So if they have like the Midas board, you can plug it in, your show pops right up. It's kind of cheating in oh. my opinion. And, uh, as, and Wait a second. Sorry, not- slow down because there's a lot of people that listening that don't sure. have anything to do with the entertainment business. Um, sure. And the, the, I, I just want them to know that you're, what you're saying is that the mixing boards that these venues have are, are often a, a, one of a few brands. Correct. So you can show up and just put your file in and it, all your show pops up? If if you've been on that board uh, in the past, it will recognize that file and it'll bring it up. And your channel list will be there. It'll save you a ton of time for, for a sound check and, uh, and just get the show going a lot faster. But you're right. There are different boards in, in all the different venues. You, that's why you, your tour manager, as tour manager, you would advance the show figure out what you're walking into so you know if you either have to build oh. one from scratch. So you, have, you, have a, you have, have to a, get all of this. You'd have to know in advance what you're walking into. There's no way you could just show up. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I show up to every venue assuming I'm going to build it from scratch. If it's fortunate enough where uh, they already have a board I've been on, then I'm just like, oh, I'll just save myself three hours, plug that thing in. We're but don't, go, you, so. don't you know ahead of time this venue has this board? Yes, absolutely. And the size venues we were doing, uh, which is like a lot of the, like in, in England, a lot of the O2 academies are all built a lot, very much the same. Uh, and so you can just go from one academy to the next, and you're good to go. I think that would be a really fun job mixing mixing live acts. I think that I would love be it. fun. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's uh, it, I, I miss ever... it. It's like it's it's been a long time since I've been able to get behind one. Of what those happens guys. when you hate the band? Yeah, I was about to say uh, you you, ever... you leave quickly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it no matter what the check. I mean, obviously, if you have responsibilities, you take the check. But I'm saying. I, I would imagine it'd be a nightmare if you hated the music. Yes. Well, I, I was lucky enough to kind of pick and choose the bands that I want to work with. And I met a lot of them having come through my club. And, uh, you know, so then it, it, I, after hearing their set or enjoying their music or not enjoying their music, or even more importantly for me, enjoying them as people um, would, would be a big indicator of whether or not uh, I would agree to tour with these guys. 
Daniel, you look like you have a question. I call I do. on you. Craig, what's the name of your club? Uh, it was called, it was actually named after a uh, Eddie Murphy character. We share a fondness for uh, everything that guy did on Saturday Live, and it was called Velvet Jones. Okay. <laughs> I'm Velvet <Yeah>. Jones. <laughs> I'm Velvet Jones. How to be a hoe, exactly. <laughs> um, and so through that, uh, we did that, and we, we had to close our that doors. That was when I knew I had been kicked <laughs> in the butt by love. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I knew you guys would be right up there. Would piece that one together quite quickly. We love Eddie, and we love um, Eddie on SNL. And all those great characters. Wasn't he only on that show for like a season and a half? Is that how long it was? Uh, is that, I it think was that short? Hold on, it was real that. short. You right? can watch if you're listening and you haven't seen it. They have a Eddie Murphy's Greatest Hits uh, on SNL. Yeah, but it changed, yes. man. The first one was the best one when it originally came out. It was a certain set of skits. And it was the best one. And then the best of Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live changed a bit. But the first one. Oh, I'm talking about it, one I, I watched like when you were over a kid. A yeah. Ago. yeah, when I was right. a kid. When you yeah. were a kid, that's the one. Oh, you want there's to find the old that, one. Don't find the new one, one. Yeah, don't get the one that came out after that isn't the same thing. And you can't find the original one anymore with all of those really? sketches. Yeah, you can't find that one anymore. If you could, oh. you could try to. I've had oh, a hard time. He was time on for four it. years, dude. 1980 oh, to 84. Okay. See, we weren't we weren't old enough to be watching SNL. Um, no, I knew I knew who Eddie Murphy was at a very young age. But well, I, I know. I knew Wait, are you very... you were watching Eddie live on SNL? I wasn't. No, but my parents my parents let seven. me. St- my parents loved Eddie Murphy so much. People were talking, dude. It was New York. I grew up in New York City, Forty Third and Ninth Avenue. I was very close to uh, Thirty Rock. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a, right? That's what it is. Thirty yeah, Rock, Rockefeller right? Center. Yeah. Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. I was very close to it. Eddie Murphy was a big thing when he hit Saturday Night Live. Everybody knew who he was. I remember I'm the town. Saying- I remember. I remember. Pete. I remember being like the black guy on Saturday Night Live is the funniest <laughs> motherfucker in the history. You know what I mean? And not ever even seeing Saturday Night Live. My parents one night being like, "Yo, you want to stay up and watch it?" And we be like, "Yeah." And getting to see him do Mister Robinson. It's oh. a beautiful day in the day, <laughs> dude. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe it. It was. A, yeah. Can you spell scum bucket? <laughs> Do you know when it's scum buckets? I bet you do. <laughs> I like when he goes, I like, well, do the thing where he goes, this is how you answer the door in my neighborhood. This is how you answer the, this is how you answer the door in my neighborhood, boys and girls. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to be friends with Eddie. Oh, my, dude. I would my, love to be friends. It's one of my life goals. I would hang out with him, man. You know what, man? There were times where... I felt like maybe I should say something like, yo, Ed, can we hang out? But I was always I'm gonna afraid try, to say man. things. I'm going like, to try, man. I'm going to try for was, us. And there have been times where I've hung out, where I've been around him and I could have said things like that. And I was just so afraid because he is Eddie Murphy. And the last thing I want is to be a stand. I don't want to be a stand to Eddie Murphy, but I really want to be a stand because all of the comedy <laughs> that I freaking do now really comes, fr- it stems from him. Him and Richard Pryor when I was, you know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, delirious. If it's, you've never seen delirious, the stand raw, back. not just a delirious. No, raw, no even, forget raw. Delirious was the jam. You could say raw because it's not PC anymore, but raw was freaking fire. No, just, raw delirious was, good, was fire delirious, too. But delirious. When I saw delirious, I don't know what year I was able to see it. It was I, I definitely was young, and I knew I shouldn't be watching it because it was so R rated. But I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Raw is one of the umfufu half. <laughs> All Eddie, of that shit. Eddie, I want half. I want half. I want what's coming to me. 
That shit is one of the funniest things. I don't give a fuck. Last week you was butt naked on a zebra. That shit is one of the funniest things. Dude, I don't give a fuck what you say, man. Raw is one of the funniest. Oh my gosh, man. Eddie. The, Eddie. <laughs> oh my God. Right, let's focus. There's a let's bunch focus. of African people that are like, fuck Eddie Murphy, man. <laughs> Sorry, right, my Craig. dick, Eddie. Yeah. Suck my dick, Eddie. Let's focus. Craig, what's your question for us? I, I have a couple questions, and I also have some, uh, if we have time, some trivia for you guys. Um, All right. Go oh. ahead. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to just to start out just like, uh, you know, throughout this podcast, and, and to let you guys know, I've been trying to binge listen to this. I'm only halfway through season two of, of the podcast, so if these right. questions have already been asked, right, uh, forgive me. But uh, I would keep having questions while I was listening, and you guys would later ask them, or they'd be sad that they wouldn't be more, no longer possible. And uh, when you guys first came out with the jingle, I thought how great, first of all, outstanding jingle. It you know puts a pep in my step every time I hear it. But mm-hmm. I thought how great it would be to have maybe Sam Lloyd's band do a, cup, a version of it. And then, That's of course, unfortunately, he passed away. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. But maybe they Stop could do that. one um, without Sam as, a, as an uh, homage to him. It's not the him. same. It's not the uh, same. I, all right. Yeah. But, uh, and then moving on to then after that, week after week, uh, you know, uh, Donald will be giving Zach, giving you such a hard time about having never seen Remember the Titans. And so through my network of crew friends, I was trying to quarterback getting word of Denzel's camp to send you like a cameo style video, like ass begging you to watch the movie. I don't, <laughs> think, Den- I don't think Denzel does cameo. No, he's not on camera. Well, no, but, I mean, through the people that I work with to get to him just to be Denzel, the video. But Denzel would be so like 100 question, grand for a video. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but my question is, is uh, for Zach, is, is a, it's a butterfly effect question. Do you think that had you seen Remember the Titans before you had cast Garden State, you would have given Donald the role? Um, no, because I think Donald's hilarious, but I think I was. How the truth you were trying to be as far away from Scrubs as possible? I was. I was. I of uh. course I was. With my first big opportunity to, to act slash direct in something, I, I I you know I didn't want to be pigeonholed in Scrubs and only be thought of as the guy from Scrubs. So when I got my my first big gig separate from mm-hmm. Scrubs, I didn't then want to cast my best friend as as the. Right as the guy in the movie. Cause I was trying to separate the two. Um, and you know, I, I also pictured that character that method man played just, you know, different from Donald, like, you know, more of a hard fucking intimidating. Wow, you know, guy. you break my heart. I'm I know actor. you can play I'm an hard. Actor. I'm an actor. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what? And this, this has followed me my whole career. And it's, it's funny that this is, this is the reason why Zach did it. When I was a kid, I was up for Bronx tale or Bronx tale. Right. And I remember De Niro had me do the table read. I got to meet everybody from the freaking, from, from Goodfellas pretty much was there. I was like, holy shit, it's a cast from Goodfellas here. You know, pretty much. I did the table read. And then we're auditioning people for Collogio. And I freaking, uh, you know, do the readings with these kids, and I'm thinking I'm a shoe in for the part. Do you know what fucking De Niro's note was and why I didn't get the role? He was like, he's too much of a Cosby kid, meaning I was too much like one oh, of the wow. Huxtables. I was too much like one of the Huxtables. So when this is something that has followed me my whole career, this is why I probably don't do a lot of action movies. This is probably why I don't, you know, because I'm too much of a nice guy and I'm not hard enough just like zach said so you know what zach fuck you man fuck you and fuck anybody who thinks like you man fuck all y'all fuck you fuck you and fuck you all right it hurts i'm I'm out well that's god bless (laughs) 
Sorry uh, about thanks, that. Thanks, thanks a lot, Craig. <laughs> no, uh, I, oh, no. We'll be back. Uh, I, he probably has to take a hit of uh, weed. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was not my intention to uh, send, send him <laughs> it was out pretty funny, room. though. That was not I, uh, the look I was going for. Um, I, I, I couldn't stay away. Okay. Uh, I want to say that the same goes for myself. I, I, I there's roles I wouldn't. Ca- I'm not gonna. If I was making a, a movie with with a mob's boss, I'm not gonna cast myself as the mob boss. Donald, you have decades of being a likable guy that people love, who's comedic. Of course, you could play hard. Of course, you could play a tough guy, but. There's so many other actors that it that comes as naturally to them as you being lovable and likable is. I, I, I don't know why I wouldn't hire them. Or I don't know why someone who was it's casting... Such a, but such don't you think the same thing goes for me? No one's going to cast me as the fucking assassin. You don't know that? You've never put yourself in those shoes. You've never ever fucking walked that walk to to see if you could play that. So you don't know what the fuck. You know what I mean? You've never been given that opportunity. If somebody, if you had the opportunity and you failed miserably, then I could totally understand. I totally. If, get I feel it. like if I got the audition to play like a tough Italian gangster, I would say I this isn't. No, but that's bullshit me. because there's no work. There's not a lot of work when it comes to the audition part. The audition for it, yeah, you're gonna go and you're gonna give the best version of that that you possibly can, but you're not freaking opening up the 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 book on the character you're not creating something you're not diving in you're not doing what you did when you you know when you worked with De Niro you're not doing that stuff you're for an audition you never know what it is that you're going that you're able to reach until you're given the opportunity so how would you how would you know how that's the that's the that's the freaking judging a book by its cover shit that a lot of Hollywood does and there's the reason why a lot of actors are pigeonholed because people are like, you know what? He can only play this character. But you don't know that. You haven't given the person another I chance. I think the blessing and the, the, the curse that goes with the blessing of being on a show for a decade is that you do get pigeonholed a bit. For better or for worse, it's true. It's honest. It's people do go, oh, my God, that's the funny, gregarious, charming, lovable guy. Um, I'm not saying people can't break out of that. Of course they do. Look at Brian Cranston. He was the, the lovable dad on Malcolm in the Middle. But um, but it's a challenge, and I'm 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 sorry if um, no, I'm not I'm being I'm being facetious when I'm 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 being funny uh because I'm no, actually, but I obviously because I've actually something that's upsetting no, but you. I've actually no, but I've actually been given opportunities to do things like that, and I think I've done a pretty good job, or I've had an, a a good time creating whatever character it was that I did when making said opportunities. Um, but uh, my my my. My point is, is that thinking like that isn't going to get anybody. It's not going to get you anywhere. So to say you can't play that, you don't think anybody would ever hire you that? You put, it's like the I'm white saying board. If you, were, it's, if, it's, if, you were, if you were casting a movie, you're directing a movie, right? Right. And the role is for a 45-year-old hard ass. He's maybe, maybe he's connected to the mafia in some way. He's fucking, he needs to be intimidating. You okay. need to have, let me just finish my thought. You're not going to call me. You shouldn't call me. If you called me, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Hire fucking Bobby Cannavale. What are you doing? Go. I'm 
sorry for you, man. Then if that's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I I disagree with that. I think I think you I think you have the potential to play anything if you tap if you are willing to uh stretch out with, you know, uh I want to say your feelings, but then you're gonna say I'm talking about Star Wars. I want you know what I mean? If you're willing to put the work in and stuff like that, you know, it's there. It, anything's obtainable, especially in this. This is a craft. It's not, you know what I mean? People work really, 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 really hard once they're in the door and it sometimes pays off. You know what I mean? You're in the door. If somebody gave you an opportunity like that and it was a sick ass role, I don't see why you wouldn't say, fuck it, I'll go for it. And and try your best instead of coming at it as you're picking me, me, really me. You think I could do that? Fuck that shit, man. I, I'll, you know, that's that's held me All back right. so many times no, in my in my career, dude. I know. You know, you get auditions and you look at it and you're like, I don't know if I can do that. And then all of a sudden, that makes it. You've already lost the. You've already lost the part. You know, fuck that shit, man. Go at it as you can do anything. I I don't know, man. I I, I know I sound you. like I'm. Listen, no, I love you, bro. I, I, I love you, bro, and I think, and I, and I, and I think, I think, I think we are all capable of incredible things. And because of that, I really uh, believe that you're capable of doing, you know, things that you say you don't believe you can do, but only right, well, if you thank believe. You. I hope to to play a hard ass <laughs> soon, Craig. Do you well, have no, a question that won't you? get us into a fight? Yes, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess, well, I've got a question for both uh, uh, Danielle and, and, and Joel as well as, as one for it's, it's you guys. Danil. It's Danil. Danil. Sorry. Ten, Danil. It's, it's a name you. that doesn't exist. But, it's because of a, a, people misreading his email. That's why we call him Danil. Gotcha. Well, sh- should I start with them or start with a? Okay. We'll, we'll start with them. That's all right. Up to you, friend. Um, you know, being a, a, on the producing side of a lot of shows like I was talking about, it's always interesting for me to meet the people or to figure out the, the, the paths people have taken on the production side that got them to land to where they are now. And I know when you guys have your guests on for the first time, you always kind of ask them that question. I was kind of curious about the two of you. Well, like how we got to being producers. Well, it's, it, well no, as far as, as doing the engineering or producing shows, like what shows did you work on, which led you to another show, which led you to this? Or oh. was it just oh, something yeah, like I could do that real quick. Yeah. Um, I was working at After Buzz TV doing five after shows a night. Which oh, led wow. me to Collider, doing a lot of their Jedi Council things. Um, you worked on Jedi Council, I can't believe it. I did. I made guest appearances there, and I did the Schmodown as a Night Sister, so it was like very on brand. Uh, and then my good friend Danny Fernandez, who worked at iHeart, was like, "Yo, you should come do script notes for my show," which Daniel was uh, doing the engineering and editing for. And then Daniel was like, hey, Jack, who is our boss, you should hire this girl to produce. And that's how I ended up here. Awesome. Here we are. And, and Daniel, were you always doing produce, uh, engineering like this? Or did you ever do studio or live music or anything like that? That's so funny that you asked. Yes, Craig. Uh, before <laughs> I, The reason I asked about your venue is because I was wondering if I had played there. I used to be part of a DJ producer duo called Gladiator. And we toured the world for the last like 10 years. Uh, after that stopped being super profitable, I started looking for... Uh, work in places that also use the skills of audio editing and everything that I've been doing and cutting audio. Um, I taught at a couple different DJ schools around Los Angeles. Um, there was a posting about openings at iHeart, uh, or at the time it was How Stuff Works. They were opening their new LA office and they were starting a new comedy branch. So I submitted, I interviewed, and uh, yeah, and now I'm here. 
and uh, Here we are. started started just working on one show to editing three shows to editing and engineering four shows to producing a show to uh, getting asked to drop off some equipment at Zach and Donald's place. And now here we are. <laughs> it's so really awesome. interesting. You know, I don't think either one of them thought that this was going to be their job. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah. And, 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 and what's crazy is that they were both on a show together at one point before this, doing something similar, talking about a subject that they were very interested in. Am I correct? Like, you, guys, correct. Were, you guys were both personalities on the, on the air, right? That show I never was. got released, but oh yeah, well, Joel Joel was the show that we did together had not been released yet. Oh, okay. I guess you were cheating because you were doing the video game recaps and and our awesome soundboard. The show, <laughs> oh, man, we have to talk about that show. So <laughs> now you it guys got fun. your little inside jokes, and I'm not really feeling it. Let's get yeah. into that. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Joel, would you make a note that the Craig, guests should I'm not gonna be ask honest you. with you. Yeah, Craig, you're very divisive, man. You are yeah. a divisive. <laughs> Joel, if you could just Make jot sure down a note that that all the guests need to ask solely about Donald and I, please. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> it. No more. No none more of this. None of this. Tell us about you guys. Bullshit. You are a divisive <laughs> caller, Craig. All right, Craig. You are pushing time buttons. to fix your life, even though you've ruined ours. <laughs> Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days, even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ready? On the count of three, it's time, time to, to fix your life. Keep the disredo from last week, Daniel. I'm not familiar with this segment. Oh, it hasn't come <laughs> out. Oh my yet. gosh, that's right. It has it hasn't aired yet, but uh That's so funny. We added disredo well, for the reason what? I chose Craig was because he had trivia questions and we talked forever ago about doing potentially more trivia and what it was like and i really oh, liked so the trivia questions he so had we're not doing fix your show. life we're doing trivia we don't have a trivia uh, uh theme song let's get into it it's wow. time for scrubs, scrubs trivia! trivia still with still with disredo <laughs> <laughs> Now I feel like I'm missing out on on fixing my life, but that's all well, right. All right, yes, yeah, so we'll get that. Whatever that big problem was, it's fucking was, yeah, not going to get you All right, trivia, okay, go. Now, you uh, trivia. I've got two questions for you guys. Uh, go. The first one is, who was the only actor that had a story arc in both Scrubs and House? First of all, I've never watched an episode of House in my life. I, never I didn't House. think that I didn't think you were going to have this one. I thought Zach might have a uh, I'm just trying to think of who Heather Graham. Oh, uh, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. I got it. Michael Weston. That's right. Nailed wow. it. Well done, Zach. Well done. Good job, Zach. Good oh, job. my God. That was a Way deep pull. Uh, Michael Weston played private dancer uh, on our show, if you recall. And he also did a big arc on House. Also did a really scary fucking career-making arc on Six Feet Under, if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a very, very, very scary character that encountered Michael C. Hall. All right, go ahead. I, I'm winning. Right. Okay, you are winning. Uh, the next one is, besides Donald and Rerun, what other guest star that appeared on Scrubs was also the inspiration for a dance craze? Besides Donald and Rerun, what character appeared on Scrubs inspired a dance craze? Hold on. Now, my money's on you, Donald. Because I got to get it. Because I got to get this right. Is it Billy D? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dance craze. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Who is it? It would be uh, Courtney Cox as the inspiration for the Carlton. Oh, the Bruce Springsteen. She inspired the Carlton. She inspired the Carlton that we all love so much. (laughs) And the Bruce Springsteen. You mean mean the white people dance? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, but in the Bruce Springsteen video, he pulls no, 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 her no. up on stage. Hold on. Well, let's. Is that before Molly Ringwald in The Breakfast Club? Because she does the same dance in The Breakfast Club. Mm. Oh, so you're saying that all white chicks dance the same, Donald? I'm saying all white people did that dance first, and that's why Carlton was doing it because Carlton was supposed to be the white black guy on the uh, show. Right. Oh well. Um, wow. Good trivia. Do you have another one? 
Um, as far as trivia, uh, that was it for trivia. But okay. I, a, quick, a quick question was, and this always kind of bothered me about, uh, I hope this isn't another divisive question, but it was when you guys figured out uh, the name of the janitor as Glenn Matthews. That kind of threw me as on a curveball because the episode where you saw him in The Fugitive and you kind of flipped out. I'm like, well, why didn't you just watch the credits? <laughs> well, know? Bill has an answer for this. Um, <laughs> that he... This was a... I think we we didn't... We never shot it, though. I just know that... Uh, I think Bill said on the our podcast, didn't he say that Glenn Matthews was lying when he was in The Fugitive and, and came up with a fake name, Neil Flynn? Oh, I see. Because he's always lying about what his name <laughs> is. But his real name is right. Glenn Matthews. <laughs> Uh, there you go, Donald. Uh, Joel tells us, sorry, uh, Daniel tells us that Dancing in the Dark came out one year before The Breakfast Club. So Molly Ringwald got her moves from Courtney Cox. Wow, Courtney, uh, get it, girl. Get it, girl. There it is. Get it. So Courtney it, really uh, set a dance trend that reverberated for many decades. <laughs> oh, you want to hang around while we keep talking about the show? You can. Uh, no, sure. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. Imagine, I, I can't wait for the guest that's like, you know what? I think I got I'm good. I got a full laundry. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. Was there was there any guests or special guests uh, that you guys really wanted to get on the show that weren't able to? You guys did such a great job. Of getting <laughs> I wanted Spike Lee to direct. I knew Spike Lee was a fan of the show, and I really wanted him to direct oh. the show. I wanted him to direct it mm. so bad, and it never worked out. That was that was, and then Jamie Fox also. I wanted somehow oh, to get wow. Jamie Fox on the show. Also, I remember saying it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'd be down," uh, but it never worked out. And Dulé Hill as well. I wanted Dulé on the show, and Holly Berry. That was the other one. I really wanted Holly Berry on the show. More than anything, I wanted Holly Berry on the show. Zach, anyone for you? Um, I don't. I can't remember. I don't think so. I think everybody, everybody I could think of came. I mean, on. the guests you got were incredible. You covered yeah. almost every all my favorite shows growing up, and you know you represented one way or another. It, it was incredible. In fact, Scrubs I think was the last show that I remember watching like on a schedule, like. You know, now you can just binge watch everything, but right. that was one of those. I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. You know, got to, you know, plan my schedule around it to watch that week by week. But whereas now you can just burn through the whole thing and, you know, a few days and just rip through the whole series. But all right, we're going to finish talking yeah, about this show because, and you're allowed to hang out because uh, thank you. You seem like a nice person. Okay. Um, Turk <laughs> is uh, yeah. a boob man. This is for real, for real. Because he's watching his wife breathe in and out and looking at them boobs. Yeah. And he's like, well, turned- you best be nice to my cousin. What was the cousin's name? I don't remember. Umfima, something like that. You best be nice to my cousin Umfima. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> had me rolling. Now, she turns into a sort of a bridezilla. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Uh, she Well, she, she goes crazy over this wedding. She's, yeah, she gets Turk in did, trouble did with... Casey, did Kate, the, your wedding, which was thrown magically in my backyard, did, did the last couple of weeks, did, did Casey turn into a bridezilla? No, she never really turned into a bridezilla. We had a wedding planner who helped out with everything. Mm. And so stress levels were really low in uh, our wedding planning, and in, in, in planning our wedding. Like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've seen... I've, Casey's not that type of person also. Mm. Well, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to their partner going a little batty before the wedding. It's a lot of pressure. What if there's another Yeah, but enough- I don't get that. I don't get I get that it's supposed to be this party that you only get once a day, but why do people go crazy like that? Like why does it got to be Joel? Go yes. ahead, Joel. Everyone's go raising ahead. their hands today. Yes, I call him Joel. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Um, for many years this was the 
only day women could look forward to. The only thing you were allowed to do in life was get married. If you were lucky, you had some say in your partner. But everybody knows that's the bride's day. So if you didn't get to choose your partner, at least you got to choose the party. Like the whole dream dress thing. So like I think the closer it gets to the day, a lot of women are like, well, it's got to be my perfect magical day that I've thought about for 22 to 65 Mm -hmm. years. I want to get it right. And I think it's just the pressure and stress of it. That makes some ladies and, you know, guys to go a little a little over the top. Do you have a wedding journal, Joelle, already? Oh, God, no. That's the the weirdest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's like a wedding journal. Well, how long have you had your wedding journal for since I was eight? It's like, get the fuck out of here. Really? You've been thinking about getting married since you were eight years old. Some, you know, women, women grow up with these um, princess, you know, fantasy tales and they and they they long for their princess moment where they are in the gown and everyone's looking at how beautiful they are and 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 they get to perfectly curate this one day and i guess there's a lot of pressure for it to be perfect but since you were eight yes and younger donald yeah it starts and barbie has a dream wedding gown like every like it's a I wonder if my daughter's right thinking here. like that right now. I wonder if my five-year-old daughter's like, and when I let's get ask married, her, go go, no, go ask her. Get out of here, man! I don't want to find out. I want to know if she's thinking that shit. Get out of here, man! All right. I just, Keep thought, that we, we, I just thought we could do a, a survey of of of. You want to find out? Let's find out. She right. just got out of school. Let's find. All right. Let's ask her. <laughs> you know, we try and always go to the the experts in every different area. Why not go to? a young girl and ask her if she's thought at all about her wedding. I really want to know. <laughs> I feel like I would have had very clear ideas about how I wanted to be married at five. Cause what else did I have time to think about? You know? Right. Well, Barbie helps put it in your mind, right? Barbie, yes. that whole doll world and the dresses and absolutely and trying to look good for Ken. Every rom-com I watched with my mom, all seven the brides rom-coms. for seven brothers really did a number. Okay. You gotta oh, be a big girl and listen. Okay. Hi, darling. How you doing? Ask you some questions. Sit down. Hi, Wilder. Good. Daddy's going to ask you a question. Go ahead, Daddy. He can't hear you. Wilder, do you ever think about like your wedding? Get close to the mic so they can hear you. Hmm? Okay, ask Zach. Uh, Wilder, we're we're wondering if little kids ever think about their weddings. Have you ever thought yet about when you're older and you get married? Have you ever thought about the wedding? No. Do you ever think about the dress that you might wear one day at your wedding? Yes. Okay. Tell tell us about the dress that you might wear at your wedding. Hmm. What does it look like? It's white. Okay. Yes. It's just white. You don't know what you think your wedding dress is going to be white. Why is your wedding dress going to be white, sweetie? It's because that's what mommy dress yeah, because mommy's dress was white. Do you want to wear mommy's dress, the same dress? Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. I know that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at us, Wilder. Wilder, sorry. All right, Wilder, so thank sweet. you. you successfully thank answered. You, thank you, Wilder. Thank, thank you, Wilder. You. Tell Daddy to give you five dollars. <laughs> you gotta give her a payment for being on the podcast. I will get. Ten hundred dollars. Ten hundred. Yeah. Right. Just thinking. <laughs> All right. Good negotiating. Good negotiating. It's killing me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Give that girl ten hundred dollars. Give it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no. Okay, fine, whatever. I love you, babe. Bye. No, you're done. No. No, you can't walk out. She with walked away with the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there you have it. Little girls do think about their wedding style. She's already noticed she's gonna wear Casey's dress. No, she only said that because you freaking coaxed her into saying I that. I didn't coax her. I asked very I didn't lead the questions as they yeah, say. Yeah, you did you ask her, do you, do you think about your wedding? And she said no. Then you said, Do you think about your dress? And she was like, It's gonna be white. Do you know what color your dress is gonna be? She said it's gonna be white. And then you asked her why. She said because my mommy's dress was white. That all that's not that's not her thinking about her wedding. That's her just remembering, oh, my mom has a white dress. So you're saying that I was leading the the witness. There's no way that she knows what she wants to get married in or anything like that, man. That's my She knows point. she wants a white fucking dress, ass. Because lips. her <laughs> mom wore one dick face. I don't like you anymore. You know your face is shaped like a dick, okay? You know your lips are shaped like two anuses exploded. Oh really? Oh really? Oh really? Oh really? You know, you did this to us, Craig. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Greg, Wasn't no, my Yo, Todd getting kicked out of the OR. Did you laugh? Yeah, that was funny. But I also laughed at me calling Sean a full-lipped bastard. <laughs> <laughs> because the janitor said something like, you can't compete with that guy. Look at his full lips. And then he comes over like a full-lipped bastard. <laughs> you don't want Scott Foley being the other man in your, relation, in your uh, love triangle. This also made me laugh. Why are you still here? The hospital doesn't sell cigarettes. <laughs> what about when JD says to Danny, like, do you want to have sex? And she's like, fine. Right. Don't, don't talk. They hate each other. <laughs> they hate each other. What's great is that she, she nails it, though. JD wants what he can't have. That's always been his thing. I know, but it's so evil that fucking Elliot changes her whole life for him. And she gets there and, like, cuddles up to him. And he's like, oh, no. What have I done? What have I hmm. done? Does the relationship end once again by the end of the season? In I the think next so. It must. There must be a big fallout right. at your wedding coming up. I don't Something know. Something like that. Right? I don't know. Um, I think, I think we, we did, did it. it. Yeah. It's an hour and a half. We've given you an hour and a half of arguing and hopefully a few laughs. Um, we love you all. We want to thank Craig Jenkins for Craig coming Jenkins. on the show. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys so much for, for putting this together. It's been uh, such a ray of sunshine during a time when we all really need it. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, appreciate we, you we, guys. Uh, we, we love hearing that. We love to attempt to take people's minds off things for, for 90 minutes or so. Um, follow Joelle on uh, the social medias. Joelle, tell them your handle. I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. And Daniel? I love the rhythm of that. You can follow me on Twitter and at Twitch at DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L. And follow Donald Faison because he still wants more followers. Dude, uh, this is ridiculous, man. Y'all said y'all had my back. And guess what? I know some of you did, but some of you don't. Some of you are hating. Don't hate. Now, it's Motivate. Easy to remember, it's easy to remember Donald's handle because it's Donald Faison, but instead of the F, he was drunk. So it's an underscore. <laughs> Donald Faison. You know right? Your, your, your Instagram handle is not a life sentence. You can change it. I'm never going to change. Nah, <laughs> I did it. Listen, guys. I'm for you. If Stand you ever, by it. If, you, if, you're having, if you're having trouble finding Donald Faison, the F has been replaced by an underscore <laughs> because he was drunk when he made it. <laughs> and that's when you get what you get and you don't get upset. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Oh
Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.